Hey y'all, and welcome back to the Playmakers Corner Podcast. I'm your host, Cody Stoffer, and today we have some interviews for you. We have up first, Josh Rowland, and this interview was recorded on January 9th of 2021, and since then, Josh has accepted a scholarship to Western New Mexico University. So following this interview, make sure to follow Josh's career over there at Western New Mexico and you know, that changes his story a little bit, but still listen to the words that he has to say and the journey that he went through in order to earn that, you know, opportunity and, and in order to play at the next level. And following that, we have Jordan Wolverton, the state champion quarterback out of Durango, who is a preferred walk-on at CU, who, you know, we, we've seen some pictures of uh, doing his workouts and doing his thing over there at CU. So please enjoy these two interviews. That Jordan Wolverton one was recorded on December 20th, 2020. So, you know, heading into last year a little bit, we've been sitting on these interviews for a while. So please enjoy. Hello all, and welcome back to the Playmakers Corner Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Cody Stoffer, and we have another interview for you today and a very special guest. And if you'd like to introduce yourself, what position you play and where you're from. Yeah, yeah. So, hello everyone. I'm Josh Ruland. Um, I'm a wide receiver from Fairview High School in uh, Boulder, Colorado. And yeah. All right. So, Josh, thank you so much for joining us. And, you know, uh, obviously, if you haven't listened to episode 19, Josh Ruland is our number four ranked wide receiver. So, please listen to that episode if you haven't. But, Josh, let's get to know you a little bit and what sports mean to you. What is your favorite sports experience or memory while playing? This could be a specific play, a specific game, a specific season, and it doesn't have to only be football. You can also have multiple moments if you want to talk about those. Okay, yeah, for sure. Um, I would definitely say it would be a football memory, but from elementary school, actually, when in my Little League teams. Um, our Little League team was pretty pretty dang good and we uh won like the conference championship or whatever and i just remember losing to this this team called the north Glen huskers um early in the early in the season and then we got to face them again the championship and then we ended up beating them and then the joy on my team that we all had together was just probably my favorite sports memory so far hey i love revenge games i'm a huge fan and those are certainly some of my favorite experiences so i'm glad to hear some level of similarity there and I assume that you're also a sports fan. And so I'd like to ask, what's your favorite sports viewing experience, whether it was a live game or something you watched on the television with family? Kind of what, what is your favorite sports viewing memory? Oof. Um, you know, I'm not really a big Patriots fan, but watching them come back from the Falcons was pretty good in the Super Bowl. Um, and then also definitely watching Odell's that that one-handed catch. I watched that live, so I feel like that was one of one of the crazy moments just to see that actually happen in game when a lot of people didn't get to see and actually just saw it on social media and stuff afterwards. So I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, that was definitely a crazy catch that had a legacy. And you know, I don't expect to be the most popular here if you're going to praise the Patriots. No, I'm just playing with you, but. <laughs> You know, now that we get to know you, got to know you a little bit and what sports means to you, I'm going to pass it over to Simon and he's going to just ask you some questions about your game. So, Sounds Simon, good. whenever you're ready. All right. Sounds good. Well, first things first, Josh, uh, welcome to the show. Glad to have you. Also, we are really happy that we pronounced your name right because I think that's the first tough one we got. We had Anthony uh, Tokini on earlier and we we were not even close with that. So, <laughs> we're happy that we got you right. So, so yeah but let's go ahead and let's talk some football here so who do you model your game after is there like an athlete or a role model or a receiver that you see that is either ahead of you in college or at the next level or even NFL that you feel like is is very comparable to you one person that I've always loved watching or I just really wanted to model my game after is Larry Fitzgerald um and that's just because of his hand especially and he's a good he's a good route runner and good at getting like yards after play but he has just the amount of catches he has per game and the amount of drops he has in his season is just so low um i was reading 
an article, I think, a couple months ago, and I noticed that he's had more like tackles than he's had drop balls. So I think that that's just one of the most interesting facts ever, and I feel like that's something that I want to model my game after is that I have the most reliable hands on the team and stuff like that. So, yeah. Yeah, for sure, man. Uh, I could definitely see that. That's a pretty good comparison. I don't know if you uh, well, you follow our TikTok, don't you? Yeah. Yeah, so on uh, – I think we posted your wide receiver uh, TikTok film, and I think someone commented A.J. Brown, and I thought that was pretty interesting as well. Both of y'all have reliable hands and kind of a bigger frame, so that was interesting. I don't know if you saw that or not. I did. I had no idea. See that? That's sweet, though. Yeah, no, for sure, man. So uh, speaking of reactions, let's talk about uh, your reaction to our – to uh, our evaluation of your game. So we did rank you as the fourth best receiver in the state. And so uh, how, how did you feel about that? Honestly, super happy and, uh, and a little bit surprised, um, to be honest. I don't I don't think that, that that's wrong. I, I think highly of myself, but it just seems like others don't think as highly of me. And I really didn't have that much of a chance to show off what I can do in my high school career. So I just was super happy to see that someone noticed me and that someone thought highly of me as well. Yeah, man. No, for sure. Um, So you are one of the only one-year starters on this list. I don't believe we have that many other guys who made it on as a one-year starter but you know your film just popped and obviously you didn't get as many touches as you possibly could but we really did feel like you were one of the best in the state and obviously playing for Fairview which is very pass heavy definitely did you a lot of wonders and helped you a lot so we really do hope you know you get you get an opportunity somewhere you know yeah yeah definitely yeah and so, uh, with that being said, so have you had a chance to, you know, look at some of the other guys on this list? Obviously, your teammates with one of them and Jay Barry, but uh, have you gotten to look at their film and, you know, uh, chop it up with them at all? Um, I have not had a conversation with any of them, but I, I've definitely watched. I, I hadn't seen the number five kid. I forget what his name was, but I, I know who. Uh, I know Jay Barry. We played Chase Penn. I watched him, and then the other dude. Forget what his name is as well. We I watched him play basketball as well, and I've seen him and his athleticism and stuff like that. And I've also watched his film, so yeah, a little bit. Ah, gotcha. Sweet, sweet. So, um, just to throw a few of those names in for you, I think it was Nate Gravagno at number five. Oh, Ty Robinson, right? Yeah, yeah Ty, Ty Robinson. Robinson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, sweet, man. So uh, with that being said, you know, you have been able to see some of them play and whatnot. So in your opinion, let's talk – how should I say this? Let's talk senior year since that's where most of your game came from, right? Yeah. Um, what are two to three qualities that separate you from other receivers in the state in your honest opinion? Um, I just think reliability of catching the ball and then um, just – I guess effort on every player, regardless of what the play is. Yeah, no, for sure, man. I mean, those are both things that uh, we praised you a lot for. You know, you have some of the best hands in the state. You're very focused when it comes down to that. So there, there's that reliability, and you know, just in general, you just have a very high motor. You know, you're you're out there, you're working, whether you have the ball in your hands or not, and you're kind of like that impact player, you know. And that doesn't go unnoticed, as you can see here. That's definitely yeah. something that we kept in mind here. And um, compared to some other receivers who may have been a little bit more one-dimensional, like either they don't block as much or they don't run as wide a variety of routes, you know, that kind of separate you for sure in our eyes. So, so there you go. But um, yeah. let's so let's continue to talk football here, right? So, what are some things that you're gonna make a point of uh, working on this off season? Oh, um, I definitely need to work on speed. That's just like a big thing. I don't think I'm like slow necessarily, but if I'm going to try and play at the next level, then I think I need faster breakaway speed. Um, that's that's probably the biggest one. Then second one is more like mentally. I get in my own head a lot, and I feel like when I'm getting in my own head, I don't perform as well as I can. And I think that shows sometimes, and I just it slows me down, and it slows me literally my whole body down my playing and all that type of stuff my thinking and it just it's something that i definitely need to work on um and then also just 
it's like fixing my levels, small mechanics, stuff like that. Simple things in yeah. running, reading defenses, but yeah, you know. Okay. Those are the bigger two things. Yeah, no, for sure, man. Uh, top end speed, I don't think, in our opinion, was like the biggest uh, concern. It was, you know, it's up there, right? Like gang separation and all that. But yeah, you know, we think we think you could get there for sure. Uh, we both agree that you're super explosive and you're good in and out of cuts. So that's that's the important part there. So yeah, yeah. for sure. But yeah, that's awesome, man. That's good to hear that you're going to be working on some of those things for sure. So uh, let me go ahead and pass it off to Cody. He's going to talk about you know your future and looking back and all that great stuff. Yeah. So you know, obviously, COVID has made getting a lot of film a bit harder. You know, and has definitely impacted the recruiting process as well as being a one-year starter. You know, you've been put into a tough spot. But I guess. What kind of has been your experience with recruiting and what were some what are some things that you've you've learned it since like trying to go to the next level as a high school athlete that you wish you knew before like the season started or before you got into recruiting? Um, yeah, definitely. I think the biggest thing that I learned at this point is that squeaky wheel gets the grease. So like the more the more you're reaching out to coaches, the more that you're putting yourself out there, then the more they're going to end up seeing you. Um, earlier in the recruiting, I just was kind of hoping that like, oh, coaches are going to see me. Oh, I'm going to make big, big plays this year. Oh, whatever, all that type of stuff. But I realized that unless you're like some huge like three-star recruit or higher than that or have like some crazy play that goes viral or something like that, then that doesn't really happen as much and that you need to really put yourself out there and uh, reach out to coaches and talk to them about your interest in their school. So, yeah. And th- those those are all very good points, and I really like the the saying there, the the squeaky wheel gets the grease. But I guess you know, as, as you are reaching out or as you've gone through this process, what are things that you prioritize from a school or a program? Like, what are you looking for? Definitely, I'm looking for more of like an an air raid type offense, the type of school that throws 50 plus times a game, so that or or if not, then that they're throwing there's like less receiver spots and that they're throwing to those receivers a lot um and actual routes not just like screens and outs i want to run like real routes and stuff like that and then as well as just for actual education purposes as well like stuff that i want to major in or that i'm interested in and then also just like size of the school and like what the college experience is going to be like yeah yeah i totally hear you and understand that for sure i guess um what is if if there's anything that we don't know, I guess we don't know too much about your recruiting. So uh, if you're comfortable with it, I'd like to know kind of who who has reached out to you or who you've heard from or who you may be interested in. Uh, yeah, definitely. I have been reaching out to a lots of different types of schools um, like on Twitter and stuff like that. I've been talking with a lot of different types of coaches, mostly d2 d3 area um i was i started off this year talking to um university of san diego like all last summer all up into this this uh football season he was talking to me all through the football season and he just sounded super interested in me but then i guess that that wasn't really true but uh that's fine it's whatever and i was super interested in them as well but then um started branching out and realizing that like, okay, D one's probably not, not the route after only playing seven games of high school football really. And so I started talking to more D twos, um, Augustana and South Dakota, um, South Dakota school of mines. Um, I have contacts with the CSU Pueblo coach, um, stuff like that. And then just other like Western New Mexico, stuff like that. And then, also talked to I got an offer from Dakota State, which is like a I think it's either D three or NAIA. I'm not sure, but that's like my only technical scholarship that I'm put on. Um, but I'm not really sure exactly how I feel about that yet. I'm kind of still keeping my options open, and I'm also looking at uh, JUCOs, especially right now, because I think that, that that's a that's a route I could take, and it could be an affordable route for me, and then I could actually maybe get somewhere like d1 or something like that in the future if i work work out enough yeah it's always a good idea to keep 
keep your options open. And, you know, there, there's some familiar schools. I know some guys who, who went to South Dakota and South Dakota mines and, you know, they, they had, a, they had good experiences there and, you know, and NAIA also is pretty competitive football. We actually just had one of our buddies coach Booten on for our cornerbacks episode. And I think that he has some really valuable insight as far as, as far as, you know, what coaches are looking for from like the, from the collegiate level, because, you know, we, Simon and I, we've coached, but we're not currently in that position. So I think that coach Booten has some great insight. So whenever we drop our defensive backs episode, I think that might be something to look into for you. And for any listeners, you know, in the middle of this interview, we'll throw in the plug. It's going to be episode 20, but anyways, um, you know, I think that it's good to keep your options open. Juco is a pretty good route. I had a conversation with, uh, I'm not sure how they're related to you. I forget. Maybe it was your mom on Facebook. I don't know. But Kimberly? Yes. Yeah, that's my that's my mom. Yeah, so she was asking some some good questions about JUCO and I pointed her to some of our episodes, especially like the Sam Flowers episode and the Martin Abara episode, five and ten. You know, those guys yeah. have a lot of great insight on what the JUCO system kind of looks like. And we've talked about JUCO quite a bit. We think it's a pretty valid option for getting some more film and becoming a more complete football player to try and go to that next level. So I think that you're doing a good job at perusing all of your options, and I respect that. And also just know that you have a chance to prove yourself anywhere, right, at any school that's willing to give you a shot. So just bet on yourself, and Simon tells this to everybody, and I think it's a great thing to to echo is, bet on yourself and and also be aware of like the position that you're in to bet on yourself right so yeah you know congrats on on those conversations that you're having right i know that csu pueblo i've worked with their wide receivers coach before back when i was in high school he's very insightful he helped me become a better player and csu pueblo is a pretty successful d2 program as well and you'd also get to stay in yeah, state definitely so you know just look into your options for sure i think that you have some pretty solid options if i'm being completely honest with you just based off this conversation so you know just keep an open mind and uh feel out those connections right because those connections are going to be super important but yeah definitely and 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 you talked about it a little bit as far as like you know you you want to play some college ball but i guess like what is your outlook on on college and and some goals that you have when you do go to college whether that's on the field or in the classroom Definitely don't want to waste a college education on something that I am just going to like major in. And that's just like, there's just no point. I'm only doing it to go to and have a college experience. I kind of want something to come out of college, especially. Um, so that's, that's like a big thing for me. And I, I'm just trying to find like what I want to do, especially right now, while I still have time to decide. And so I guess we'll see where that goes. But, um, and then I guess just on the field, I, I just want more chances to play football. I feel like I, just had a very limited amount of time to actually play some football in high school. So I just really want to play football again. Yeah, that's totally reasonable and completely valid. And I think that those are good goals to keep in mind and also great passions to have as well. Um, I want to let Simon get a chance to ask some questions uh, before we start getting towards the tail end or outro of this interview. So Simon, what, whatever you want to ask her, if you have any questions, uh, go for it. Yeah, for sure. Um, honestly, I I don't have a whole ton of questions. I guess just some things to to say, really. Like I I'd have to agree with Cody. You know, don't be afraid to bet on yourself. Because look, there's a reason you're the number four guy on the state right here. Uh, we we bet on you. We believe in you, and we think you're a heck of a guy. You know, just the looks weren't there, right? And that's kind of that's one of the biggest reasons why we do this podcast because we want to give a platforms to guys who don't get that recognition that should, you know, and we think you're a heck of a talent and you're a heck of a guy. And, um, honestly, man, like I personally think you're a wide receiver one for a lot of teams. It's just your film. You know what I mean? Like that's holding you back just a little bit and not even your film, just the lack of it. Right. So yeah. that's nothing you could even like control right now. What you can control is going to another, you know, to the next spot, wherever it may be. And it does sound like you do have a couple options here, which is better than no options. And being a dog and competing because you never know where that will lead. You know what I'm saying? And personally, I 
and this is just my opinion, but I think, you know, it would probably do you some good to go to Juco and put up some big numbers because I think you could do that right away if I'm just being straight up honest. It just depends on Juco and, you know, what what they do over there. Like, obviously, you have the right mind of going to a Juco that throws because, you know, <laughs> it's not going to do you any good to go to one that only, like, runs the ball, right? Yeah. So – so there you go. But I personally think if you were to go to a JUCO, just getting more years and film, that'll help you out a lot. And honestly, I think you could be a D1 guy. I really believe that, you know, FCS for sure, potentially FBS, you know, it just depends what they're looking for, I guess, on that next level. But uh, I definitely think you could be a D1 guy. So most definitely don't be afraid to go somewhere and compete and be that dude because, you know, also that'll make college a little bit cheaper too because, you you know, JUCOs are definitely less expensive. And then if you could snag a full ride somewhere, which I'm sure you can, then that'll be even better and that could lead to even a better education with, you know, obviously more options uh, in the future. So that's really all I got to say. I think you're a great talent, man. I just think you're – super underrated and i guess undervalued honestly at this point so yeah yeah definitely um, so yeah yeah go on sorry were you gonna say something no i was just gonna say yeah no it's just it's kind of it's just like tough for me especially because i feel like i just wasn't given the shot to actually prove myself and especially this year like only having 25 receptions were whereas like grant page on my team had whatever it was like 69 or whatever right and jay barry having like 54 so them had them like and yeah. also it, there was just more that goes into it with like unfortunate circumstances but i'm i'm gonna i'm gonna come back from them so it's all good Heck yeah, man. And that's the right mentality to have. And honestly, this Fairview team is really interesting if we're just going to be completely honest here. There are, I think, so we mentioned first-year starters. I think Liam O'Brien was the only other first-year starter on all of our top five lists here so far on our playmakers list. Yeah. So that's, you know, there's definitely a lot of adjusting there because it's a new quarterback. He's a one-year guy himself, just like you, you know. And so there was... There, there is a bit going on, but, you know, y'all did y'all's thing. Personally, I think you made the best of the situation just because you weren't getting the ball a lot, right? But you did what you could with it, and you scored when you can, and you showed just enough. I think that honestly showed – it showed a good amount. Like there, there are guys that don't have as much as you do. So I yeah. think I, I like that, and I'm willing to bet on you, honestly. So that's my personal opinion, though. Thank you. Yes, sir. Cody, uh, you could go ahead, add on anything else, and do outro and all that stuff if you'd like. Sweet. So, yeah, everything Simon said, everything we said, we're really genuine about it. I really like the uh, – I forgot to mention this earlier, but I really like the Larry Fitz comparison and, and goal because, you know, the first thing that I put as far as your strengths was sticky hands. So, you know, I, I recognize that you have good hands and that you take pride in that. And, you know, I can see – that Larry Fitz is obviously a great guy to look up to for having reliable hands. But, you know, I think that, and I think that listening to what Sam Flowers has to say, Sam Flowers, he, he was a guy who played Juco at Ventura uh, College out in California. And basically he was like, yeah, everybody on the team got like four receptions a game because that's just the way we were coached up. So what he he's like, I worked on my yards after the catch and making the most out of every reception. And you're certainly a player who made the most out of every reception that you had. And I think that in order to continue to, to succeed and then get those chances at the next level, you do the same thing, you know, whether that's at a JUCO or at the D2, you do that and it'll take you as far as you want to go. So, you know, I think that you have the right goals in mind and just just making the most out of every opportunity. I, I think that, you know, you could see that you made the most out of every opportunity because of where you're at being a one-year starter and being number four on this list. So, you know, just continue to do what you can do and improve in the off season, get faster, work on that burst. And uh, I think that any, that schools will be lucky to have you. So just make the most of every opportunity for sure. Thank you. Um, thank you. I, I do want to, I do want to take some time uh, as we proceed towards the end of this episode to, to give you a chance to talk about, 
who who's been important to your academic or athletic career and just give you some time on the show to to give them a shout out and to thank you because as we've talked about with with countless other people and and even on the show it's about who you surround yourself with and the opportunities that you're afforded and how you're afforded them so you know i think it's really important to younger high school athletes to hear like you don't have to do it by yourself and who is important as a part of that process so if you want to take some time and this could be friends family coaches fellow players or whatever uh just who's been important to you in your athletic and academic career yeah definitely um there's definitely been a lot of people that have been very important to me without throughout my whole life academically and through sports and activities and stuff like that um number one would definitely be my mom i mean she's been there for me this whole time encouraged me to get good grades encouraged me to practice hard encouraged me to play hard all that stuff taking me to my games paid for my football paid for my basketball paid for all the other sports i played when i was younger stuff like that um so the biggest thanks definitely goes to her and her will to let me do all this stuff and all that type of stuff Um, secondly probably would be a football coach that just left our school named Devin Grimes he was our strength and conditioning coach as well as a wide receiver and cornerbacks coach he wasn't unfortunately with us this year because he enlisted in the military because it was a good decision for his life and stuff like that but he was someone that's like a mentor to me, especially, and he really taught me the most that I know about football and about being a wide receiver and about ultimately being a better person. And I, I give all my glory to him and his and his help and stuff like that throughout high school because he is definitely someone who has believed in me when other coaches and stuff haven't, stuff like that. Um, so he's he's huge, definitely. Um, if he's if he's listening or whatever i don't know we'll we'll see but uh and i i'd say our head coach is is really important because he's just one of the most interesting smart human beings i've ever met and can get through any situation um it's kind of a it's kind of a hard hard a word i don't know if you're allowed to say cuss words on the thing so i won't but uh He's he's a tough guy. He's he just he gets he gets the most out of you, and that's that's something that I I struggle with sometimes. Is that I just I just let myself play down to other people's levels, and he's someone that can really get it all out of you and stuff like that. And uh, yeah, I mean, there's a couple more people in my life that are definitely trained me early on in a younger age and stuff like that. But besides that, those are the main three for sports and academics right now i'd say hey we appreciate you sharing and uh we we appreciate your self-censorship you know if we had to we would have thrown a bleep in there but you know you just made our job a little bit easier so i appreciate that Uh, (laughs) so i appreciate that and you know i just want to say uh you you talked a little bit earlier about you know how you, you sometimes like get in your head and it's like a full like body experience and i think that you know something to hear from you know uh, from anybody i guess and you know whether whether that's us because you know we've watched a lot of film on a lot of different guys or we you know we've played the game ourselves i think something that's important for me to say is be confident in yourself and you know simon said it bet on yourself we both believe in you and your talent and you know i think it, it, it gets thrown around a bit too much these days but you know the best players have have the shortest memories and you know the the biggest foresight so i think you know just look ahead and and dream and work about where you can be and and put in that grind and you can definitely i think you can go places so i and i just want to give you a chance before we wrap up here if there's any lasting quotes or thoughts you would like to share or um anything that you'd like to say to younger listeners or or just shout out um I mean, first off, thank you guys for having me on here and thank you for noticing me and finding me. It's, it's really big and a lot of people reached out and was like, oh, I saw the, the TikTok, I saw the Instagram post, that, that's so awesome. Um, makes me feel a lot better about myself, especially. Um, so thank you for that. And then shout out to my, my whole Fairview team, just because they're they're who, who stayed with me this whole time and they're awesome and they're a good team. And I think that we really 
overcame a lot this year in football as a team and stuff like that. So I really want to shout them out. And uh, yeah, so thank you guys so much. Hey, thank you so much for, for joining us. That does it for Josh Roland on this episode of Playmakers Corner Podcast. Make sure to give our boy Josh a follow. He's on Instagram and Twitter. And and if you're a college listening to this, get this guy a scholarship. He is going to be a great talent for your team. He, he has excellent – he has D1 size and he has D1 speed and burst and hands. So give him a chance. And yeah, so – and if, if you want a full breakdown on Josh, listen to episode 19. But that does it for this interview of Playmakers Corner. And please stay tuned for the Jordan Wolverton interview coming up next. What's good, y'all? Welcome back to the Playmakers Corner podcast. I'm your co-host, Simon Villanos. And I'm your other co-host, Cody Stauffer. And today we're back at it with another with another interview, and uh, we have a special guest today. So why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself, the position you play, and um, where you're from. Uh, I'm Jordan Wolverton. I'm from Durango, Colorado, and I play quarterback down here. Sweet. Uh, class of 21, he actually just graduated, well, as of this recording, I guess, uh, last Friday. So first off, we just want to say it on the podcast, you know, congrats from us to you. That's big time. And uh, and yeah, so uh, with that being said, we do have a little, I guess, a couple intro questions here that we ask everyone that we have continued to ask everyone. And so uh, one of those questions is, what is your favorite sport experience or memory that you have uh, that you that you participated in or played in? So this kind of memory is usually a memory that you're a player in or or I guess, you know, if you have coaching experience that you coached in. But uh, what's a favorite sport experience or memory that you have? Oh, I mean, experience wise, um, it's just it's been growing up with all these class of 21 seniors. Uh, we've been playing together since uh, third grade in the like peewee leagues and everything through middle school and then all the way through high school and then just playing with those guys all the way up till senior year and finally winning a state championship with them it was it's definitely um took over my favorite sports experience for sure (laughs) yeah no doubt no doubt about it and then the other question we got here is what's your favorite sport uh viewing experience so you weren't necessarily participating in it but maybe you're watching a game on tv or you're live somewhere and this could be uh on any level so pro college high school even middle school so yeah oh man um you know my favorite um like viewing experience would probably be um when ohio state won the national championship with their third string quarterback of ah uh, yeah Jones, I think it was, um, when he won the Natty, um, just as a third string coming in there and getting the job done. I, th- I thought that was pretty cool back then. Yeah, no, for sure. That was big time. I remember that too. That one, that one felt like it was just yesterday, to be honest. But okay. <laughs> all right. So uh, look, we know you're a quarterback and all that. That's like a big time position. And so there's a whole ton of different guys you could potentially look up to and whatnot. But what we want to know here uh, on the Playmakers Corner, um, what we really want to know here is who do you model your game after? Uh, I guess uh, either as a role model or somebody you look up to. I mean, um, I really, I would really love Marcus Mariota. He's one of my favorite quarterbacks. Obviously, he's a backup for the Raiders now. Um, right. But I mean, just watching him through college and then his uh, few years at, with the Tennessee Titans, uh, I've I've always loved watching him. Um, he's a class act and. I like modeling my game after him, how he's very versatile. He can run the rock, but he can also get a, get the job done with his arm, too. And so, I mean, that's that's really who I love uh, trying to, like, model my game after. Nice, man, for sure. Yeah, well, that makes two Mariota fans in here. I love Marcus Mariota as well, so yeah. that's awesome. And I see a lot of that in your game, too. So that's really interesting as well. But um, with that being said, let's talk about your game, right? So what is your reaction to our evaluation of you? Um, whether you listened to the episode or uh, saw our TikToks or um, yeah, or saw our TikToks. And then uh, what's that, I guess, what's your reaction to being ranked the number three quarterback in Colorado? I mean, it, it was pretty cool. Um, 
I really, I really, uh, it just kind of came up when on my notifications one day, and I was like, oh, "What's this?" And so I checked it out, and uh, I remember one of my friends reaching out to me and be like, "Hey, you're ranked number three. and I was just like, "Oh, really?" Like, so I like I listened into the podcast and everything, and uh, I thought it was awesome. I mean, I really, I appreciate the recognition and everything from you guys. Uh, it was very cool. Yeah, man, no, for sure. I mean, honestly, when we were doing our research and whatnot, this was. I want to say this was before the playoffs and before, like, obviously y'all won that state title. And so um, when I when I found you, because I think I was the first one to pull up your name, you know, your film really just popped um, just on film. You know, you were making plays, whether it was on the ground, whether it was throwing, and it looked easy out there for you. It looked like you were having fun, and it was a, it was a good film to watch for sure. There's no doubt about it. Um, but with that being said, have you gotten a chance to look at some of the other guys on this list? I know Durango was 3A and Palmer Ridge was 3A as well. And our number one quarterback, Luke McAllister, obviously played for Palmer Ridge, but we couldn't quite find if y'all faced off maybe in the playoffs or something like that. But uh, I guess another question there is, did you play against Luke McAllister um, at all in your high school career? No, I did not um, ever get a chance to play against him. Um, I mean, but I've done some workouts with him. I've gone to some camps with him and everything and thrown with him through Jenkins Elite and everything. So, I mean, uh, I've, I've talked to him. I know him a little bit. And then the Leslie Richardson, I've, I've worked with him a little bit through Jenkins Elite. I've gone to a camp with him, too. Sweet. Awesome, man. Oh, sorry. Were you going to say or add on? Oh, no, I wasn't. Okay, no worries. Um, sweet. Hey, that's awesome, man. That's always good to see, you know. Um, hey, iron sharpens iron, you know. But um, with that being said, though, what are two or three qualities that you feel like separate you from other quarterbacks in the state, whether that's like a McAllister or a Richardson or whoever? Uh, I think one main quality that I really have is my legs. I can really utilize my legs on the field. Um it's not just sitting in a pocket for me and throwing the ball or handing the ball off. I mean, I, I can go get a first down with my legs or I can break a long run with my legs. But And then adding on to that, I think another thing is um, that I'm not just a, a guy who can only run and throw the ball sometimes either. I, I can throw the ball a lot when I need to or I can run the ball a lot when I need to, and I think that, that really helps me on the field. And then lastly, I think um, extending a play and not letting a play die um, – I think when a pocket claps, I can get out of the pocket and create something out of nothing um, very well. And so, I mean, that's what I really try to focus on with my game is just being being creative out there and um, making all the plays that I can with, with what, what I'm given. Yeah, man. No, for sure. I definitely have to say you're easily one of the best improvisers in the state. You know, when the play breaks down, you know, you do your thing, whether it's running or throwing. And that was something that I'm pretty sure you brought up in, in your breakdown. So, yeah, no, I have to say I totally agree. But uh, so we've talked about your strengths here. Right. And you do have a lot. Let's just be honest. You do have a lot. But what are some things that you are going to you specifically are going to make a point of uh, working on this off season, going into your first year of college and uh, so forth? Uh, I mean, um, really just fine tune my mental game uh, for sure. Uh, I know at the next level, it's a lot faster. And so that that means you just your mental game needs to be sharper. And so um that's really what I want to focus on, fine-tuning my mental game. And then, I mean, just cleaning up little little things like in my throwing motion. As you guys said in my breakdown, um, really using – throwing off of my – like with my drive and that back foot and everything and um, instead of just like off balance most of the time and everything. So we're really working on that in the pocket and everything. And then, like I said, mental game is the biggest part for me. Uh, I want to really get that going super well in, in order to – really keep up with the speed of the game that's coming up yeah no for sure and those are all good things to work on especially and i think when we were talking about you on the podcast we all i mean i think we both agreed that uh it was very doable like there are some guys on this list that had a ways to go but with you it was like the little things that you could easily clean up right um obviously it's going to take work like i shouldn't say easily but it's it's not as bad as it could be you know yes so all right cody go ahead bud yeah so um you know and, and we'll talk a little bit more about um some of those things that you're working on in the off season and i guess like plans on working on them but you know 
in as far as high school goes, uh, you're a state champion, so congratulations on that. That's big time. Have you got your ring yet or what? <laughs> no, we actually we just got fitted for them uh, the other a uh, couple days ago, and so I'm not sure when they'll be here, but hopefully soon. All right. Well, uh, I'm giving you permission here to make sure to flex that as soon as it comes in. But um, I guess, how does it feel being a state champ? And uh, what advice can you share to other players on how to get there? I mean, it, it feels awesome. It, it definitely meant everything to our team. And um, we've been, like I said in the beginning, uh, we've been working on this as a senior class since third grade. This has always been our goal. And so, I mean, to get the job done, it meant everything to us. And not only just for our team, but for our community too it, it, it was such like a uplifting thing for them too um i mean the love that we got was very very cool and uh i mean for future guys coming in to trying to win a state championship uh you just got you really got to work you gotta you gotta be best friends with your teammates you, you always got to hang out with them you gotta get with them working out all the time and you gotta you, you really gotta put a lot of effort and time into it to able to get to that position and that's really what we focused on this year and um we've never had a tighter team than this year and i, I think it really showed on the field and it, it it eventually helped us out when we got in the long run yeah so i mean it sounds like it was basically 10 years in the making as far as you know your team but for the community it was over 50 years in the making so congrats on you know that history that you guys made and congratulations to the community as well and did winning that state championship game affect your recruiting at all? Or um, if you don't mind sharing to elaborate on that, what does or what has your recruitment story looked like up until this point? I mean, just a lot of talking to I've had some big schools reach out to me, um, uh, not really giving me offers or anything, though. I mean, just reaching out. And so just a lot of talking in these big schools, but, um, I really, I really think I found a home with, um, uh, CU. Um, it's just, uh, that in-state feeling, you know, you grow up watching these guys, you as a kid, as a young football player, you're always like, Hey, I want to play for the buffs. Like I want to be a buff when I'm older and everything. And so, I mean, to have that opportunity, it was something that's really hard to pass up for uh, a Colorado boy as I am. And so, I mean, I'm, I'm super excited where I'm at. I'm super excited going into this and hoping that I can go prove myself up there. Absolutely. So, and now, now that we're kind of on that subject of, you know, looking forward to that next level, especially now that uh, class-wise you're done with high school, so you even have more time to focus on getting ready for CU, what are some things that you were looking for in a school or a football program and how does CU feel uh fill those needs um I, I was really looking for a family culture um not only like yeah you love the winning culture and um just uh like the big school and the nice facilities but I mean that that appealed to me but not as much as the family culture that I really got shown um during my recruiting process with them um through Langsdorf and Coach Chev, I mean, they they really sh came in and accepted me, and so I mean, uh, that's that's really what stuck out to me, and so I mean, that's what at the end of the day really made my decision for me. Well, I'm glad that you could find that environment at CU, and uh, excited that you get to stay in state and play. Um, yeah. So you talked about you know the relationships and stuff, but. In, in what ways do you think CU helps you with some of the areas of improvement that we that we talked about on the show and that you even addressed as far as like improving your throwing motion and you know like the plan stuff? Do they have like a plan for that yet, or um, you know what what's that kind of outlook? I mean, um, I, I really haven't heard a plan, but I mean, I know it's going to help me. Uh, Langsdorf is a great QB coach, and I'm super excited to get up there and work with him. Same with uh, Coach Durrell. I'm super excited to work with him. But also just being around other great quarterbacks like that, um, I'm going in to work with uh, another 21 quarterback who's coming in this semester who I'm super excited to learn from and take away some stuff he has to teach me and these upperclassmen. I mean, it's just you go in and you compete, but you learn at the same time. And uh, that's that's really what I think I'm going to try and make the most of is just learning from all these other great, great guys from around the um, country. 
yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And it's good to keep that open mind and, and be competitive at the same time. So, you know, that's definitely a different outlook that I've heard. And I think that'll serve you well. Um, uh, now that your high school football career is over, uh, what is your outlook or goals for college ball? And I know that, um, correct me if I'm wrong, but you have a preferred walk-on offer at CU, right? Yes, sir. So I'm assuming your first goal is obviously, you know, to to kill it in the walk-on area and, you know, get on that roster. But other than that, what else are you looking forward to? I mean, um, like you said, just get up there and kill it. Um, but, I mean, just to get up there and uh, get to work, I mean, obviously I want to hopefully eventually get a scholarship and a full ride up there. And, I mean – I have, a, I have a lot of goals when I first get in there, um, but I think my main one is to eventually become that starter up there, and uh, that's what that's what everyone wants to do going into school. But I think that's my main goal. Uh, I just I really I, I really want to put in the work and learn and get up there and eventually become the starter. Yeah, and we'd love to see that too. Honestly, uh, you definitely have. I, in my opinion and in Simon's opinion, definitely have the talent to do so and uh, definitely have the drive from everything that we've learned from this interview alone, I'd say, you know, uh, a decade to make history. That's that's pretty big news. And, you know, you carried that weight of your community on your shoulders and fulfilled your goals there. So I think you could do it at the next level. Um, And we said it once, said it twice. Congrats once again on graduating. But I guess this is kind of a shift um, away from you and to, you know, our, our listeners, what kind of advice would you give to high school athletes looking to go to the next level? And I guess what advice would you give as far as, you know, interacting with recruiters and communicating and things like that? I mean, to get to the next level, it's, it's, I mean, football has got to be your number one priority. It's got to be your first love. It's got to be your passion and you got to put everything you have into the game. And, um, it's it's really it's not easy. It takes a, it sucks a lot of time out of your schedule every day. You can't really be a normal kid. You gotta you gotta cancel plans with friends and everything just to go get an hour of work in and stuff like that. And so I mean, really you gotta love the game with everything you have to be able to get to that next level. And so I mean, that's really that's the advice I'd give to young high school athletes uh, trying to get to that D1 level. And then I mean, talking to recruiters. Um, you just you just gotta you gotta put yourself out there. I mean, you can't be timid. You can't be shy. You gotta you got to make it, you have to make yourself known. Especially that's what I really had to work on because I mean I'm not really the guy to go like just bug someone like hey like check out my film check out my film send them it a lot and stuff. But I mean coming from a small town that where I live and um, small three A school like that you really you gotta get yourself out there. And so I mean I had to continually email coaches my film or send them over Twitter my film and everything just trying to get them to get a look at me and hopefully eventually get in the conversation and see what comes out of it and so I mean that's really that's really how the recruiting process is you got to get yourself out there to be able to get noticed yeah and I've, I've heard a similar sentiment from other players in 3a especially that uh, you really got to put your neck out there. So I think that's excellent advice. And, you know, obviously for any other uh, size or conference of football in, in any state, especially in Colorado, it's not a bad idea to promote yourself. You know, you got to market yourself a little bit. But I guess now that we're kind of getting to the end here, I will give Simon a chance to ask any questions. um, If he has any Simon, No, man. Uh, Honestly, I really don't have a lot of questions. We're really excited that uh, first off that you gave us the opportunity to interview you. We really think that you're a great kiddo and you're an even better athlete, in our opinion. Um, You're you're fantastic out on the field. And uh, Cody knows this, but I've seen my share of NFL quarterbacks. And there are definitely some characteristics that you share with some of the guys that I grew up playing against. And playing for and whatnot and so um we're excited to see where you go and i personally think that you know given the right opportunity at cu you could push some of those guys over there 
for sure. And um, look, it just comes down to who works harder, you know, the state championship and all that. That's great, man. But, you know, at that next level, it gets a little bit harder. Uh, it, there's a little bit more of a strain, but you got what you got to do. You got to take care of yourself first. Mental health is always important. And then stay on that grind. Um, stay on that progression you've been on and you'll be all right. You'll be more than all right, in my opinion. So I just had to make sure I got my two cents in there and said that, man. Sir, thank you. Yeah, of course. And, uh, you know, but before we head out here, are, is there anybody in particular who you'd like to mention who's been important to your academic or athletic career uh, who you'd like to shout out on the show? And, you know, you, you already talked about it. You know, you talked about the coaches up at CU and you talked about, you know, your teammates who you've played with since third grade. But, you know, this could be anybody else's we friends, family, coaches or, you know, uh, fellow players. If you want to be more specific, I just want to give you uh, time to um, shut those people out because uh, support networks are incredibly important to push yourself and become the best person that you can be. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, um, my parents, um, for sure, Ryan and Kathleen Wolverton, um, they uh, they supported my dream the whole way. Uh, ever since I was a kid, I told them this is what I wanted to do. I actually have a little checklist that I made in fifth grade, uh, um, and it started with win a, win a championship in fifth grade, win one in sixth grade, and then it was like start as a seventh grader for um, the middle, like the A team in our middle school and everything like that, and then start as a freshman in high school and everything. And so I mean. Um, uh, and I mean, I still have that poster on my wall and I, I made that with my parents. And so, I mean, my parents have been a huge part of my journey here to this to this point right now. And so, I mean, really, I want to thank them. They've given me every tool that I needed to be able to get to where I am. And so they've been a huge part. And then also, I mean, uh, Coach Bo, um, he's really he's been a huge support factor in my uh my football career and honestly in my life too i've known him for some time now and uh, he's he's one of those guys who he's not only your coach but he's 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 your best friend on the team too and um he's he he's helped out a ton and then also um the guys up at uh jenkins lee and six zero academy who have i mean when i make trips up there they they train with me and they get me get me ready to go and so i mean big thanks to them as well and yeah, I think that's it. And uh, are there any lasting quotes or thoughts that you'd like to share with any of the listeners? Um, I don't think so. Not that I can think of off the top of my head. All right, fair enough. I know we kind of uh, threw you on the spot like that, but you know, there's plenty of uh, great quotes and advice that you've given to our listeners thus far, and. They'll be grateful for that. I know that we're grateful for that. I love that story of that checklist that you made back in fifth grade, you know, having those concrete goals and checking them off as you go. And uh, I hope that you continue to be able to check off even more goals and boxes as you proceed. And, um, you know, we here at Playmakers Corner, we wish you the best of luck at the next level. And, uh, you know, we've said it multiple times. We know that you can succeed and uh, we're super grateful to have you on the show. Thank you, guys. Thank you for having me. So, Simon, is there anything else that you want to add? No, um, not too much here. But, yeah, hey, man, we really appreciate it. And uh, um, if you're listening to this episode, make sure you show us some love on social media. All of our social medias, especially that TikTok, we'll be posting a lot more previews there of not just breakdowns but interviews like this one as well. Um, and, yeah. Don't forget to also give uh – Jordan Wolverton to follow wherever you find his social medias. I'm pretty sure we can put it in the episode description, but once again, thank you so much, Jordan. And uh, thank you for listening to Playmakers Corner Podcast.